Welcome to the Girls Only Project podcast, where we will be discussing all things women in sport. We want to use this platform to discuss and share the challenges we face as women in sport. It's awesome to have Wenda Null on the Girls Only Project podcast with us today. Wenda is a three times African Championship gold medalist. She's also a Commonwealth Games bronze medalist and an eight times South African 400 meter hurdles champion. So Wenda's got quite the <laughs> repertoire behind her. Um, and um, yeah, it's just great to have you on the podcast, Wenda. And I'm just so excited to speak to you and um, yeah, hear from you. Thank you so much, Lee. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat to you today. So yeah, I'm looking forward. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, I think it's always best to just start and tell us a little bit, you know, about how you sort of got into athletics to start with and um, yeah, and just take us a little bit on your running journey, I guess. Sure. Yes. Um, when I go back, yeah, looking at, at the, my younger years, um, my journey has started quite early um, at a young age. I was very fortunate to be brought up in, in quite a sporty type of family so I've been introduced to different kinds of sports um, from a very young age. But yeah, I usually, or most of the times when I get asked this question, I give a lot of credit to my sister. She's uh, one of my sisters. She's um, the one that is two years older than me. Um, she was always this hardworking, driven person with everything she does, academic, sports, you know. Um, yeah, and then in primary school, she was the one that started first with hurdles. And obviously the teacher saw her, she can do this. And then when my turn came, he's like, well, your sister is able to do this. So you should be able to run hurdles. <laughs> um, so from there, yeah, I just, I tried it and, and the love for, for it stuck and it just grew uh, bigger, bigger and bigger. And yeah, from there, the journey just continued and yeah, took off, if I can say it like that. I guess your family always has like quite a big impact on in, on your sporting life because they're very involved in those decisions that they make you sort of make at a younger age and the way they support you through through your career. Um, yeah, maybe just explain just like how did you progress through school, university? Um, how did it sort of how did the journey go for you? Yeah, so from, from, since I've started with, with hurdles, I actually started with um, short hurdles or the, the 70 meter hurdles in, in primary school. Um, the longer hurdles only came after school. But yeah, through high school, I've, I've tried different um, kinds of events as well. Long jump hurdles, sprints. Um, yeah, did a little bit of um, everything. If I, yeah, um, my own type of um, uh, heptathlon in school. Okay. But, um, yeah, and then I've always wanted to, because of my sister, she also did 400 hurdles in school already. Um, I said that one day I really just want to try it and see if I can do it, I, even if it's just for one year and then mm. go back to long jump or short hurdles. Or actually, I did think about becoming a heptathlete um, in school already, like um, pursuing that after school. But then when I started with the 400 hurdles, I think it was in my second year um, of varsity. Yeah, then I actually realized I really like this. It's quite challenging and um, yeah, it's, it's never the same. Yeah, it's always surprised. There's always a surprise hidden in, in every race. And yeah, I just love the training for it. And then one year ended up being, I think I'm doing it now for 12, 14 years. Oh, wow. 12, 12 years. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, the, the dream of, of doing heptathlon went out the window and then I just got stuck with the 400 hurdles, but I, I love doing it. Yeah, for sure. And um, how did you find like uh, you, you like managing um, the, the balance between, um, you know, like varsity and um, competing or, or practicing? Um, I think you went to tux if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and you know, like, I think they have like a really good um, support structure there. I know, like, I rode there and it was amazing. They're really, really good at supporting the athletes. Um, but I mean, like studying at the same time, how did you find that balance? Was it something that you, that you found quite easy? Or was it something that, you know, you faced a few challenges along the way? 
Yeah, to be quite honest, um, for me, if someone asks me if I enjoyed my student life, I will lie if I say yes. Um, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't all bad, don't, don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah I've, I, I grew up in, in Wooster, it's there in the Boerland. Yeah. Um, so I'm matriculated there. So for me to make that move to Pretoria and to be a student here, I was quite a, a, someone living in my own comfort zone. So it forced me to actually step out of that a little bit and meet new people and um, I became part of a, a new training group so all of it, it's just so many changes in one year so my first year was to be quite honest terrible um, just to adapt to the studies and mm. um, I started with uh, dietetics so it was quite a, a full um, course as well so yeah. it's not that you have a lot of time off and for me especially the first six months of, of um, my first year, having the athletics was kind of my, my go-to place after all the rush of being a student, finding my feet, making friends. So for me, that was a little bit of my safe place because that's the thing I've, that was kind of in, um, a constant throughout out the years. I yeah. know how to do it. I know how to adapt to that. And although it was a, a new training group, I've made them, um, a few years before um, on training camps and things as well. So I knew a lot of the athletes. So that was kind of my safe place to go to mm. um, getting the training done in the afternoon. So I enjoyed my athletics a lot in the first year. So to, yeah, if I look back now, that was, I'm really grateful to have had that. Um, yeah. Just to, to have the group and the support and that actually, to be quite honest, um, yeah, it, it took me through my, my varsity years and I <laughs> eventually um, finished my studies. I'm now a dietitian. So all in all, it, it worked out quite well. <laughs> awesome. That's, yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, I think I can also say like I eventually finished my studies <laughs> when I was at Tux, yes. <laughs> but I got it done. Um, it was a big relief. I think for every athlete, it's like quite a relief when you can get through through the studies and like train and compete at the same time. Um, so, so yeah, that's really awesome to, to come out with that. Um, yes, definitely. Um, I'm just thinking about something that I want to add the, my department at the end of the day, they actually ended up also being quite supportive, um, accommodating me traveling and missing yeah. exams. And I mean, in school, it's easy. You get away with murder mm -hmm. almost. If you, um, it's okay. You can miss this test, but, but varsity is a different game. Um, so I'm, I'm quite fortunate to have ended up with the department I've with the dietetics department um, of tax as well. So grateful for, for their support. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, um, yeah, I was lucky. I studied sports science. So I was basically in that building the whole time in the sports building the whole time and obviously became quite close with some people higher up. <laughs> who did. Yes, it, it helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely helped to persuade lecturers to, you know, um, let me hand assignments in late and <laughs> move exams and tests and yes. stuff. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I think it really helps to have like a supportive structure and like tux definitely gave that so yeah i was also really grateful to be based there and and they were certainly a massive help for me to get my degree and be able to pursue my dream at the same time so it was yeah yes very awesome of them um and yeah i mean like as we you know like talk about athletics i guess um and women in in athletics you know like uh maybe if we can do like talk about the thing of like body image a little bit often like women athletes are known to be quite like strong, built. Um, have you like faced challenges with like body image, being an athlete or like being, being a, a runner? Is this something like you've had to, to deal with? Um, yeah, maybe if you can just like talk to us a little bit about it. Yes. Yeah, I think um, the older I get, the more I also realize what, um, how big of an issue it actually is for, for um female athletes and different sports. It's not just one sport. It's yeah. actually all over. They, they are so sensitive of body change and what a specific sport can do to, to your body. And I mean, um, every now and again, people will tease me, not tease in a negative way necessarily, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah with, with the way I look or your arms are so big or 
I can't lift as, as much as, as when down the gym or st- stuff like that. Um, mm. But I mean, I think it's, it's very important to just have that self-confidence, which is also not an easy thing for a lot of female athletes, um, to know, you know what, I'm confident with who I am. Um, I'm happy, actually. That's, that's where it starts. I'm happy from within. So it's okay. We, we are different people. We are going to look different when we are not the same. Um, and I think that's actually a big passion of mine also to portray that message to younger athletes to first of all find that happiness within and be self-confident within and have that self-love and self-compassion before you actually um, want to achieve a specific goal so that at the end of the day when you have achieved something no matter what other people around you um, say or what the comments are that they are giving with the way you look um, I think so many times people can give comments without really thinking or they, um, yeah, they, they want to kind of uh, comment on, on body image specifically, um, not knowing that person's background and, yeah. and the damage it can actually cause. So for me, I'm, if I can think about kind of a pet hate, it's one of the things where people just, they just tend to comment on other people's lives and the things they do without really realizing I'm not in that person's shoes. So maybe I've actually caused a lot of, lot more hurt where you think it was just a joke or um, you just, you don't, you think you don't say it in a negative way. But I mean, comments like that, especially mm. with regards to body image can be so sensitive for, for um, females, not just athletes, females in general. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's also something that I'm thinking of to include like life after my athletics, um, something like that, yeah. to also kind of yeah, incorporate that in, in motivational talks or just like yeah, educate younger athletes on how to actually um, feel confident with yourself and sure. yeah, love yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really important. And um, I think it's also, you know, when you uh, sort of starting a sport and you know, okay, I'm going to take this quite seriously, you know, your body's going to change it's going to start to develop um, in ways that like, it's going to help you to perform in your sport. And I think it's also important, you know, for, for everyone to be aware of is that like our bodies are working for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, they look like exactly. this because, um, because this is what we need to perform and um, being strong is yeah. like a, a good thing and it's a powerful thing. And it's something that like we must be proud of and we must embrace because it's what helps us achieve our goals at the end of the day as well. So it's also looking at it yes, you know, from that, that point of view. But yeah, I think it's, it's really important to, I think, let others, you know, other people know, especially like up and coming girls in, in sport that, you know, they're not alone in this. And, um, you know, a lot of, lot of you know, ath- female athletes get comments thrown at them that, yeah, they're not, it's not really thought before the comments said, and it can really affect you and how you feel about yourself and how you think about yourself. Um, and and just know that um yeah as you say like you just need to kind of love yourself and then um you know you won't be affected so much by the by those comments but it is it is harder said than done yes definitely yeah Um, but yeah the more we talk about it and the more you know people know they're not alone or girls know they're not alone in this then i think definitely the better it is yeah, I think that's also one of the main things. We are so scared or afraid yeah, to talk about these mm. topics. Because, I don't know. I, I, it's actually one, one thing I want to get behind. Not that I'm saying I wasn't scared. I think mm-hmm. I actually want to help the younger generation to, um, to be more confident to talk about these, um, I don't know, um, insecurities or sen- sensitive topics that they yeah, at a younger age, then as they grow up, they and become more um, mature in the sport or to a more professional or elite um, level, then they actually know, you know what, I'm confident and I have my goals set out. And I, like you said, like you said, um, if you know, my body's going to change because of the type of training that I'm doing, then, then you, you do, you have your goals set in front of you. So it's not just flying in the air you don't know why your body's changing you have yeah. that purpose and goal that you're walk, um, working towards I mean we are all individual beings we are so unique and 
different things work for different people. Yeah. So I know if I do too much, um, too much weights and strength training, I will build a little bit of muscle. I'm, I'm prone to that, but mm, mm. I, I work around that. It's okay for me. Yeah. I, I know, okay, if I don't want to build that much muscle, then I change the program a little bit or yeah, tone it down. So there's, there's a lot of things to, to consider than just, um, yeah, I don't like the way my body's changing. So yes. you have to have that goal set in front of you. Yeah, for sure. The goal and, and the understanding behind it as well. And I think that's where the your support structure is important. You know, your coach and the people working with you and all that kind of stuff. Like, so that, you know, there's understanding and there's education and, um, and yeah, all of that, that support is really important for, for athletes. Yes. Yeah, you said you, you're a dietitian now. Um, and obviously, like, that goes kind of hand in hand with, I guess, athletes and eating and nutrition. And I guess this is also the kind of another sort of sensitive um, subject, you know, when it comes to, like, female athletes and eating and how yes. much we eat, how little we eat or how eating affects how we look and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like, do you feel like having this like knowledge behind you has been really helpful and understanding, um, yeah, like nutrition behind sport and yeah, the education yeah. behind it? Yes, definitely. I think, um, well, a lot of people tend to think that I'm on this perfect diet <laughs> all the time, <laughs> yeah. but um, I usually tell them, well, doctors will, will a lot of the time tell us um, if they if if their children are sick then they don't necessarily um, diagnose them because yeah they, it's, it's too close to home or it's, yes they just yeah they send them to someone else or like um, do what I say don't do what I do <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, but yeah it's it's I also have people that I work with because mm. I, I believe that yes, you you can um, use your own knowledge to to help yourself. But I think sometimes, especially with in the in the world of professional sport, you have to have a team that that can also help hold you accountable for certain decisions and actions that you that you take. So definitely, I I have all, I have people that work with me. Um, but it's nice to have the, the knowledge to actually just know, you know, I, I can make a, make a better choice yeah. um, when, it, when it comes to food. But in general, I'm actually, I love food. So <laughs> I, I eat almost anything. Um, I think for me, it comes down to certain times within um, like main competition periods. I just look after portion sizes and maybe the timing of when I eat and, Actually, for me, it's, it's very important to feel my body. I don't see it as restriction. I don't yeah. um, want to say that I'm on this diet. But yeah, mm. in general, I just I see food as fuel. So as long as I can make the, the, the best choice to feel my body. And, and yeah, I've experimented with a lot of things during training. So that's actually also nice to know, to have this knowledge and then experiment with, with different things when I train. And then I know, okay, I like to compete um, on these foods or like to the week before or the night before I like to eat a specific meal or something like that. So yeah, it's nice to, to have a bit of more, um, a bit more knowledge than yeah, some other people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean like, yeah, I think for athletes in general, it like it goes to being really important just to have like a good relationship with food and, um, and nutrition. And like you say, use it as a fuel. I'm, I'm eating this because it's fueling me and it's, helping me to gain strength or recover, um, you know, and it's, yeah, I mean, obviously some sports have like weight restrictions and stuff like that. And then it gets a bit tricky with food and, um, yes, you know, yeah. definitely problems can arise there, but yeah, I think it's definitely important uh, for athletes to yeah, have a positive relationship with food and see it as yeah, something that's fueling you and helping you um, and not, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not, not yeah. have a negative relationship with it. Um, yeah, I think that's that's where it actually starts. I think it's that relationship with food. If it if it becomes too obsessive, then mm. I th I believe it's it's actually more it, it causes more harm and it's detrimental to performance than when you are when you are more yeah you know, when you have a better relationship and and know what works for you and you are confident in your decisions. Yeah, um, 
I've tend to um, have experience with, with other athletes or working with other athletes where they are not confident in their decision and mm. then they um, kind of doubt in, in what they are eating the day before a competition and they see pe- other people eating things and then they're like, um, maybe I should eat that yeah. or <laughs> try that. I'm like, no, just stick to what you, what you know, know and what yeah. you feel worked for you. So there's no miracle food. So <laughs> I, I always tell tell people that. I mean, there's no, it's there's not just one food that that will make you perform, yeah, you know, the best or a world record or whatever. It's it's really a, it's it's like training. You you have to train yourself with food as well. Yes. It's it's a journey with food. So yeah, like you mentioned, you have mentioned you have to have that um, um, a good relationship with food. Then then I believe it it can work out for you. Yeah. No. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, in your, like, in your career, as you say, it's been like actually quite long, 12 years. It's like a solid amount of time to be still competing at the level that you are, which is amazing. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, obviously you've had like ups of winning medals and then like there's downs of injuries and disappointments. I mean, something that I think all athletes go through. How do you as a, like, as an athlete cope with this? kind of roller coaster feeling of, of ups and downs. Yeah, I think being being an athlete, I you're always in your in your head. Well, for me personally, every time I step onto the track, I know it's 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 a risk in the sense of not a negative thing, but anything can happen at any time. So I'm so grateful every time I can walk off the track and I'm still healthy, no injuries and the mm. training went well. Um, so I've been fortunate enough throughout my career. I haven't really had major injuries um, here and there. There's, there's a niggle or two, but last year was was the first time that I actually um, had a major hamstring tendon tear. Um, so yeah, it was quite frustrating. So it feels as if you're towards the end of my career. I've I've come across um, come across the challenge of facing a, a major injury yeah. um, which which kind of yeah cost me the the season but um yeah i think it's i think in well for me personally my in my head i know it it can happen but and you you're like no but i'm grateful when i'm healthy and when it goes well but when it actually does not go that well or you get this injury then you are frustrated. Yeah. So you know it can happen. I mean, we, we, we risk our bodies. We, we push our bodies to the limits um, so often. And it is as if every time we, we try to find that limit um, mm. and then we're just grateful nothing happened. But when it happens, you're like actually surprised. Like, but why? <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, it, it can happen I- any time. Um, so I, I really learned a lot just from last year. Um, yeah, the, the patience and everything that goes with that, the rehab you have to go through. At the end of the day, I actually still, uh, well, yeah, I, I told my coach, I think the re- especially the rehab process of, of my specific injury was, I think, one of the greatest things that ever happened to mm. me. It, mm. I learned so much about myself. Um, I actually learned things that that I know now that I should have focused on early in my career. Yeah. But I believe I can in a way, maybe be a, a channel or try to motivate younger athletes to not always take your, your health and your body at that specific moment for granted. It's easier said than done because when you're young, you, you don't really feel, oh, no, man, what are you talking about? I feel great. <laughs> I, I'm like, just, I'm just telling you, appreciate your health appreciate that you can stand up with no pains yeah yeah <laughs> as you i mean age catches up with you so i think yeah i just um if i look back now i'm like wow i i i did i did appreciate what i what i could do and what i had and so forth but i think injuries change you 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 go through emotions um frustrations and then you just suddenly know I'm, I'm going to get through this then you're so positive and every all the rehab is just going well and then yeah. at some point you you go back to but but why why am I in this position in the first place yeah. what did I do wrong yeah um, so yeah I think there's no I just um so often tell people there's no guarantees so whatever you do just just enjoy it for that moment and 
and give give your all where whether it's just a training session whether it's just having a conversation with someone um yeah you just have to walk away at the end of the day and and feel that you know what i gave everything for this specific thing that i'm busy with um i enjoyed it and yeah whatever happens happens yeah for sure such a positive attitude i love it um yeah i mean i can definitely relate i think um i also had a few injuries when i was rowing and um yeah one in particular i had to have an operation for and it basically yeah just like puts you out completely you just go from like being completely able to row and train and everything the one day and the next day you're on crutches for three months, you know? So yeah, it's sure. just like, and that frustration, yeah, it's, it's so much, but you kind of almost just have to go back to basics and be like, okay, I'm just going to ignore what the rest of my team are doing. And I'm just going to focus on myself. And as you say, you like learn things about yourself and about your body. And I actually, from that injury, I like took my rehab so seriously and so focused and I actually came back way stronger than when I, than what, than I was before I had the injury, and I think it was just because I kind of had that time to, yeah, like learn about my body, where my weaknesses were, work on them, um, and like build up slowly, kind of over time with like not much pressure, you know. Um, yes. To, yeah. to get back to full strength, and I actually, yeah, sometimes I like, um, it's weird. Sometimes I'm like, thank goodness I got that injury when I did because it actually really helped me as an athlete to be better <laughs> um yes, it sounds weird definitely. but uh yeah i did as you say i can relate i learned a lot a lot about myself through that so yeah i think also as a as a professional um athlete we i mean we want to put in the kind of what we see as hard work the, the mileage and the strength mm. and the power and to, to get to to your goals but then i think well for me personally during my injury um um, it's kind of I've given like 100% attention to the things that, I, that I've neglected a little bit. Yeah. Um, and there's no, there's no. I, I'm not allowed or I'm not able to do the the running or the the hard work or what I what I see as as hard training mm. um, because I'm not able to because of the injury is holding me back. So now you you can only focus 100% on the little things. Um, so yeah. So often. I, I, I use my athletics or the, or the sporting world for motivation in life as well. I mean, if you have a specific goal, whether it's sport-related or um, work-related or, or life-related, whatever, um, I think so often we, we tend to focus on that big main goal and then we forget to actually um, fo- like achieve the, the little goals every day along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sometimes we, we get frustrated that we... We see ourselves not achieving the big goal, but we are missing the, the smaller ones along the way. So okay. I think for me, so often, specifically now recently with, with the injury, um, I've set my, I set like small little goals, mm. like daily goals in the rehab. Yeah. And then it, it's so satisfactory at the end of the day to now I can look back um, a year after my injury and I'm like, wow, how did I actually get through this? Yeah, it feels like just yesterday that I was so frustrated, and I'm never gonna heal this injury, and yeah. I'm never gonna run again. And then, when I look back, I'm like, okay, I, I've actually just focused on on the daily tasks and the daily goals and achieved that. And then at the end of the day, you are back back on the track. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, it's such a good way of putting it. I mean, obviously, you know, like I say, as an athlete, we all have this end goal of like where we want to be and where we want to get to, but it's sometimes it's so massive and it's so big. You can't like look at it every day. You, you know what I mean? Like you've almost going to like put it in the back of your mind and be like, okay, yes. but how, what am I going to do today to like achieve it? Like I can't, I can't make that the goal every day. Cause it's, I can't achieve it in one day. Yes. <laughs> I've got to take all these baby steps to try and get there. So, um, so yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I think as soon as, you know, as athletes, as we can like break it down and like make ourselves these little goals, um, and kind of just like take it day by day, it definitely makes the process. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. Um, because yeah, sometimes when you have that big goal at the end, right at the end that you want to achieve, it just seems so daunting. And then you just kind of, yeah, you, you lose yourself a little bit because you're just so anxious and, um, stressed about it the whole time but to just make your yes. foc- make your focus smaller 
and on the daily things is yeah is much better so yeah it's really 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 good advice um and yeah i mean now that we kind of talking about it um like we said been been doing it for 12 years now um you know what what is it that still keeps you motivated to to keep going yeah sure that's that's also actually a question that i've been asked um quite a lot in the in the last year or two mm. um i think i've always not you can say I've, I've promised myself that when I get to the point where um, it it kind of kind of gets like uh, not, not nice to get up for training or the motivation starting to decrease or um, I don't get that exciting feeling for when I achieve specific things in training anymore yeah. um, or actually I don't feel like going to training yeah. um, oh, little, little things that I've put in my head. Then, then I, I told myself, I think that's kind of signs to look out for to not um, to start thinking about maybe not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's other factors as well. Um, I am married and, obviously at one point we we wanted to or we we want to start a family so there's those little things that that also popped up um in recent years yeah but yeah i think fortunately for me things just worked out the way that i w- i'm able to to still run um and still continue mm. i I've, i thought about it after rio olympics and then i've set my my um set a goal for Commonwealth Games 2018 and then I said okay after that I will assess again and then I actually had such an amazing journey up until the Commonwealth Games and then I thought well I, I enjoy I still enjoy it so much I I don't I don't feel that it should end here yeah um, and then I mean it, it was a year and a half away from Olympics and I thought no let's just continue till Olympics um, I think it it can be a dangerous thing as well in the sense of not knowing when to stop but for me or i think for for outside people it can portray like that but um for me i really enjoy what i do and i have the support structure i'm fortunate enough to have that um my husband my family my coach my my manager everyone around me the medical team so i still have that support structure Mm. and at the end of the day it's (laughs) Yeah, for me, I think so often people dream for you and then they have this vision of when a person should um, end their career or when they should retire or um, whether it's family or media, outside people. Um, But at the end of the day, I mean, I have my goals. So the outside world don't always know what it is. So for for them, sometimes it, it looks as if I've failed because why why is this person still continue and she's not really performing or not achieving what the world thinks you should achieve but for me personally i've i've i'm on par i've achieved everything that actually more that that i um set my my heart on over the years um so i can i think it's a personal thing if if i want to continue up until when i want to then then i can make that decision but i think Fortunately for me, like I said, my, my journey just worked out that way that and now COVID threw a, a surprise in as well. So I think my, <laughs> my, my career has been extended with another year for now. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I've, I still feel great. I still have that, that, that passion um, to, to run and, and yeah, try and achieve some smaller goals that I've set myself, um, that I set out for myself. So yeah, I think as long as, like I said, as long as that, that fire is still inside of yeah, you, then, yeah. then why not? Who, who, why, who, can, who can kind of um, tell me to stop? Who, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. My, my decision and my journey. So I still love it. No, definitely. I think that's, yeah, like listen to your, uh, it's like almost listen to your heart when it comes to it um, and how you feel about the sport. As you say, like you're still enjoying it still feel motivated to get up and go and train and compete and that fire is still there. And then, yeah, I mean, why, why stop? There's nothing, there's nothing stopping you. So there's no need to give it up. 
Um, yeah, and, and everyone's, everyone's journey is different. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, injury is sometimes a big thing to, yeah. to end a person's career, um, an, an athlete's career. So for me, definitely, when I had the injury last year, I was like very close to, to considering to, to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that it's, it's not that I didn't want to continue. I, I thought well, I can give it just one, one more try and see how, how the rehab's going. Maybe I can come back and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, in a way, I just, I, I didn't feel at ease in my heart to just end the career there. So for me, like I said, fortunately enough, I still had the, the support structure um, from my husband and family and yeah, I'm, I'm still able to continue. So I'll try and make the best of it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, what is, um, you know, obviously with Tokyo being kind of delayed by a year, like, how has that affected you? Um, I mean, it still sounds like you're pretty motivated to, to, get, to still compete there. Um, yeah, like, how's this time been? Yes, I think coming from, from an injury last year and now into COVID, it, it was a different type of challenge. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I also, once again, I've, I've learned so much about myself in this time, um, the challenges that you had to overcome mentally just to not actually have a season to compete into. So what, what am I working towards? Yeah. Um, Tokyo, the postponement from to- of Tokyo feels so far away now. So you, again, I, I started to set smaller goals for myself and not just think about okay, but Tokyo is so far away and to prepare from March when we went into lockdown or when we heard that it's going to be postponed, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a long time. So to stay motivated, it's, it, it was a challenge. But like I said, just to remind myself of the smaller goals and once I've made the, the final decision of, but I am going to continue because it was also a, a question of shouldn't I just retire now maybe hmm. Tokyo is not happening and yeah, yeah but but once again that that fire that small little voice just told yeah, me, well, still there. <laughs> I, I can't settle yet I can't I I this this at least one more decent 400 meter hurdle race within me so <laughs> so yeah I thought um it, we had a long time now of a few months to to think about this and start preparing again and plan so I'm on par and yeah I'm 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 feel, actually feeling great so again we the, the training was so different in this time yeah um, during the last few months so I've I've done some some things that I haven't even included in my training program in the last few years being forced to train outside in the streets doing different things um, adapt to what what you have available um, to train with so it was actually quite interesting at times as well um, so I'm, I'm very excited to see when, when we are, f- well, we are currently training on the track, but still just in base training and building up again. But yeah, once we are back doing full um, competition training again, then yeah, I'm excited to see what the new season um, holds. <laughs> holds for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really exciting. It must be, it must feel good to be back on the track again. And uh yeah, training with a group, hopefully, maybe a small group, but, but training with other people must be nice. Um, yes, definitely. Sure. A small group, definitely. <laughs> it is a small group. We are, we're still not allowed to, to be full, um, like all, all the athletes yeah. on the track yet. But, yeah. but it's nice to just have a little, little bit of people, yeah, a few people around. And, yeah, a little team vibe going again. It's nice. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, cool. And then... Um, also recently you've been elected as a board member of this athletics association. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Tell us a bit, a bit about that. I, I think it's like, uh, like you obviously representative for, for track and field athletes to have a voice or, 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 you know, something like that. But yeah, maybe just tell us like what the, what the basis of it is and kind of like what your position is and yeah. And, and yeah, just tell us about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, the main, I've, I've met a few of the, the athletes that's on the board. Um, yep. So it's via some of them that they've um, 
kind of nominated me from, I think the, the main idea is to have representatives from all over the world. So I'm falling under the um, Africa profile okay. um, or, or portfolio. Um, mm. So yeah, I think it's just also to have a, a channel to communicate within the continents, um, first of all. So yeah, I think that the main idea is just to have a bigger voice for athletes um, to have more, how can I say, um, to talk about challenges in different countries and um, the continents come, coming together. We, we've had a few meetings already and we're trying to link ourselves also with, with um, our federation, the, the World Athletics, to, okay. with the um, Athletes, Associate, um, Athletes um, Commission. Um, because yeah, the, the World Athletics also, they have their own Athletes Commission. So the Athletes Association is something de- um, totally independent from that. But okay, okay. It's, yeah, but it's, um, we are kind of on the same page. We, we have the same interests at heart um, um, for, uh, for the athletes. But yeah, I think it's just we, to discuss, it's kind of a platform to discuss um, topics from around the world challenges that we have within the athletics um, specific jobs um, the athletics federations and yeah, all the, the competitions, international competitions, um, just kind of to share ideas, um, go back to kind of have, have a meeting and, and share ideas and go back mm-hmm. to your country and through your country and um, your continent. Yeah. Getting the, the contacts, within your continent to, yeah, just to um, discuss challenges that we have um, different in, in different countries. And because it's, I think it's, um, it's very difficult because it's, a, it's an individual sport, but it's, we, we want to help all the athletes as well. If I, I don't know yeah. if I, if it makes sense. It's, um, I mean, with some competitions, the, like the diamond leagues or um, continental tour from the world athletics, um, some organizing committees or organizers, they, they make decisions that, that actually is um, negative. It, it impacts um, negatively impacts the, the athletes without mm. really discussing it with athletes or um, asking for their feedback. How did they feel about a specific competition, etc. So I think this is just um, some athletes that, or, or the ones that started this, they kind of felt that you know what I think if we can f- like um, form a, an association where we actually speak speak up a little bit, come together, share ideas, and we go with with these ideas to World Athletics, um, discuss it. Maybe we can we can make a change because. Yeah, I think, like I said, it, decisions are made without consulting athletes. And at the end of the day, like the idea of this athletics association as well is um, to kind of show the world that the sport is, is about the athlete. Yes, we do need the sponsors. We do need the federations. We do need the um, um, supporters, etc. But it's about the athlete. It should be about the athlete. Um, so it's not for me i don't see it as being um ignorant um, like arrogant or yeah saying that um you should consider us for everything or we should make all the decisions definitely not i just think the idea of this is just to to show that you know what we care about our sport don't just um push our ideas aside um mm. give us a voice so that we can discuss with you we want to work with you don't we, we don't want to work against you um so yeah i think it's it's definitely a, a big challenge um it's the first time I've, i'm a part of something like this and it's it's yeah being um in contact with with all the the higher or more uh, world champ type of athletes um it's it's something new and but i think it's i i've been wanting to challenge myself in a type of leadership role for a very long time just yeah. to also give back to the sport i think that's that's also why i've at the end of the day i've uh, agreed to to do this mm. um not, 
not thinking it's going to be easy or <laughs> not not challenging definitely there's there's already a lot of challenges um so yeah but i'm i'm actually excited to see it is something new so we'll see where where it where it's heading and and i hope um we can we can make a difference yeah of course i mean I think anything like that is um, you've got to start somewhere and if uh, you're getting people to talk out and have a voice and be heard, um, then I think that's, that's, yeah, it's the best thing for, for everyone to be heard and to try and, yeah, like do stuff that suits, well, not suits everyone, but um, uh, gets everyone on the same page. I think that's, Maybe what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. just just kind of get that a, a little bit more of of a mutual um, agreement. Um, yeah. Obviously, like everything in life, we will not um, all agree on on yeah. everything always. So, um, but I mean, it's I think it's it's important to just kind of have a, a channel to work through or or um, bring some ideas to without because I, yeah, it's it's difficult for an athlete as an individual to just head on, take on world athletics mm, and yeah. <laughs> see how, how it um, plays out. But I think if there's actually kind of regular meetings and um, they've actually done some nice surveys, sending it out to, to athletes all over the world. So they, they get a lot of feedback on how athletes feel about things. And then they, they kind of summarize the, the um, ideas and the, the feelings athletes um yeah um, from out the the surveys and yeah, or, yeah through, through the the information they they gathered from that and then kind of go with with one main idea to do the bigger board members so yeah i think for now it's it's still still low-key but mm-hmm. i think we we will we will get to the, the main main people soon. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. To, try to convince them to just, I think what, what we as, um, as athletes really want is just for them to hear us. Yes. I think so over the years, it's just like they don't even listen to athletes. They, they mm. don't have a voice. So I think that's um, kind of the idea just for, for athletes to be able to, to speak up and don't... Um, feel afraid anymore or feel that there's no one listening and yeah I think we, we need to support one another yeah 100% no I think it's I think it's amazing I think it's great I think every sport should have this kind of platform um, where athletes feel supported or they have someone to go to when they have an issue um, and they feel like they can talk about it and they won't be judged or um, criticized or you know anything like that so I think yeah safe safe space for athletes to voice their opinions which is really really important Um, and yeah I mean I think sure it's when I think of athletics it's yeah it's crazy it just seems like such a big like such a big sport because there's so many events and there's so many competitors and everything like that Um, but I mean like how what is your feeling around like men versus women in athletics and you know the support for men versus women or like the pay for men versus women you know that kind of stuff like the offerings what is what is the feeling you know amongst athletes at the moment around those kind of subjects i think um when it comes to like competing at at different meetings the the prize money is is definitely all the same Mm. um so yeah, whether you like it's it's dependent on your position or your mm. ranking or whatever. So whether female, male doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think the the negotiations and things that that goes um, on behind the scenes we we won't always know about. So obviously in in athletics, there's performance bonuses, there's appearance fees, um, so things like that. I I will never know actually what people get paid whether it's a, it's a male or a female, I think those, yeah, those things are the, are the things that the managers and, and agents negotiate. Mm. Um, but I think in general, if, if I, the, the feeling I get, um, the males do, I think when it comes to um, commercial sponsorships or getting commercial deals and things like that, I think um, 
a lot of the times males tend to yeah be be um more wanted if i can say it like that yeah um in specific with specific things um and it's also in athletics specifically it's, it's definitely also event um specific if i yeah if, yeah if that yeah. makes sense um so yeah let's say if you're a hundred meter male i think it will definitely <laughs> um increase your appearance fee or your yeah. um yeah, the the need for someone that that wants to use a specific person for a ad or a commercial thing, I think definitely. So maybe not necessarily male female mm. in athletics, um, but event definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will I will say there's definitely some some favorite events that that gets more credit or more publicity um, than than some others. But yeah, for me in general, I think. Um, we can definitely give give a little bit or put a little bit more effort and um, yeah, some time into to female athletes. Um, we need when I look at the the ratio of of teams um, representing South Africa, um, it's definitely male dominant, um, although it's an individual um, sport. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's also one of my my big passions that I, I want to um, pursue after athletics is to yeah to to give a little bit more back in community communities um, identifying some some um, yeah some some talent and especially specifically now I'm talking about um, females or young mm. young girls um, and also just I think the challenge remains for them to. Um, of, of for me to understand the challenges they have, why they they don't yeah. pursue a, a career in sport, or um, yeah, I think there's there's so many things to to look at. I I think in g- general in in life, it's it's kind of the the understanding. Well, the the, the female after after school, some of them they they ju- they don't even um, finish school, but they need to um, yeah get babies, need to um, be at the at home. Um, providing for the f- or looking after the household um, the males are the ones that that works and um, giving you know provide the, the finances for the family so I think in, in so many cultures as well it's it's been in it's been going that route so I think yeah yeah it's it's it will always remain a challenge for um, for females to actually I think pursue a, a career in sports specifically um, but I think we we've clo- we've um, ma- we've made the gap a little bit smaller over the years. Mm. So yeah, I'm actually looking forward to to life after athletics as well with all the different things that I I have in mind doing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, try, trying to do. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you. Um, yeah, you certainly have some like really good aspirations for afterwards, and I think giving back is yeah something that we need to continue to do especially you know as women in sport and um and you know as we want to grow women in sport and i think close that gap between you know women versus men competing and the numbers um and yeah we have to like it's just something we kind of have to do we have to keep giving back um otherwise you know nothing's going to change unless we yeah part of that change i guess yes yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Again, small, small, um, small goals, small victories, yeah, small, yeah. small steps. Yeah, just, <laughs> small steps. Just, just continue. Yeah, just never stop. <laughs> but Joe, it's been awesome chatting to you. Uh, so thank you so much for yeah giving me your time. Um, but yeah, just before, I, before you leave, I have like a few questions to ask you. Just like fun questions that I ask all the guests. <laughs> um okay. just to get to know you a bit better <laughs> don't be afraid <laughs> they're, they're, they're good um okay what is the best place or country your sport has taken you oh wow um the world <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um let me think one of my well uh, from the top of my head one of my favorite countries to to visit um and always go back to is switzerland um 
yeah, that will always be one of the top ones. But I think an, an interesting country sport has taken me to is Morocco. It's also one of oh, my wow. my um, top ones. It's it's different. It's I I love Africa in general. Mm. Um, it's a little bit yeah. It's now no, northern Africa, but yeah, it's just I've been there a few times, and I just they have interesting food. They yeah, mm. they, it's nice. It's nice to experience the culture and. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed Morocco. If I have to pick just one, <laughs> awesome. Um, no, that's yeah, very cool. Um, are you a morning person? Yes, I will say that. I have my days where I like to to um, stay in bed a bit longer, but yeah, yeah in general, <laughs> I'm I'm a, more of a morning person than than in late late night owl. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, okay, what is your favorite hobby outside of athletics? Shoo. Um, well, I like like to I like to listen to music a lot, um, different types, and sometimes I'm uh, a bit crazy and I'll just <laughs> put on some music and and dance to it. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's something I like to do. I like to bake, spend some awesome. time in the kitchen, and experiment with some new recipes. So that's yeah, that's also something I like. Um, I like to read. Yeah, a nice a nice book. Um, I don't get to, to do that quite quite often, a lot yeah. <laughs> or that often. But when I do on holiday or when I travel, I, I always have a book with me that I can read. Um, yeah, that's that's more or less awesome. Very cool. What is your favorite sport to watch? Ooh. Uh, athletics. I <laughs> 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 uh, uh, um, yeah that. That's maybe a little bit biased, but um, otherwise tennis. I, I love to okay. like to watch tennis. Yeah, cool. What have you done that you are most proud of? Yo. <laughs> um, shoot, let me think quickly. Um, <laughs> well, okay. There's two things popping in my head immediately right now. Mm-hmm. If I have to think of something um my i don't really want to use a specific achievement i'm i mean i'm i'm proud of of my achievements um but yeah if i if i think back my my journey towards commonwealth games yeah. was quite different i think it's a it's a very personal thing so i'm not going to go into detail now but yeah if if i have to choose something um the few months leading up to commonwealth games it was yeah, it, it was just a, an, a, an incredible journey and I, I've achieved some things that I've like, not just like performance wise, but um, mm. yeah, as, as a person growing and, and things I've actually allowed myself to, to do and achieve. Um, yeah, I'm actually proud of that. When I look back, I'm like, I want those eight months before Commonwealth. I want to feel that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, that's um, something I will say. And yeah, I think my, my journey with my rehab, with the injury last year, I'm actually quite proud of how I've um, come come out of that. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Um, what is your favorite food? This might be a tricky one. <laughs> uh, very, very tricky. <laughs> um, uh, I've I've had a uh, just a quick one. I've I've had a um, the same question in a questionnaire a, a while back, and I've actually typed like a, a paragraph, like <laughs> everything I like and combinations and everything. And then my last sentence is, well, just to summarize, I like food. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think oh, shoo, it, I don't even want to start, but yeah, yeah. I'm a breakfast person, so eggs and omelets and yogurt, muesli, fruit. Everything. Uh, I think I think I will I will adapt quite quite good in in Italy. I love pasta, pizza, in combinations. Um, I will live quite well in the Mediterranean um, areas with all your uh, falafels and hummus and fish yeah, and yeah. olives and ni- oh nice things, um, sh- sushi, salads. Oh no, no it's, it's too many things. Too many yeah. things. I tell you. <laughs> As you say, no, I you like just to like eat. food. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's very, very cool. Well, it helps because then you can just like experience every country you go to their culture or their yes. food culture, which yeah, is very, very fortunate. Not, yeah, you're not yeah. a fussy eater. So that's great. Um, 
do you have any pets? Unfortunately not, but I do love pets. I, I, all animals. I, I love animals. Okay. So it, it, I, will, I will get get a pet, hopefully, in the near future. <laughs> um, what is one thing you can't live without? Shoo. Um, I'm going to rephrase the question. I'm going to say, um, don't want to live without mm. <laughs> my husband. <laughs> well, well, obviously, I, I, I think we can all live without a lot of things, but yeah. we don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I will say that and maybe coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Very, very cool. Um, name one thing on your bucket list. Sure, I think for a professional sports person giving an answer of I want to travel more, it might be um, a strange one, but I think I want to travel more. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see so many countries through my Mm. sport, but I think there's there's a few on, on my bucket list that I haven't seen and that I would like to go back to to experience a little bit more i think um while you're an athlete it's you're so focused on on kind of the job at hand or the the goal that you want to achieve while you're in specific countries um there's not always time to experience Mm -hmm. the culture or travel and see stuff so yeah definitely i would like to to travel a bit more and and the one thing i would like to do while i'm traveling is i would really like to go skiing (laughs) Um, so that's that's something I'd like to do. Yes. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I mean, people are often, they say to me like, Oh, you're so lucky you've traveled the world with your sport," And I'm like, yeah, I have, but a lot of the places I haven't really experienced. I basically went from the hotel to where I was competing and back to the hotel. (laughs) And that's kind of all all you saw of it. So, so yeah, I can definitely, definitely relate to you in that. And so many places I would like to go back to and yeah, travel a little bit more in those countries. Um, yeah, so often, so often I'm I'm jealous when I when I go and compete at let's say world champs or I've been I've been fortunate to be at Rio Olympics and then my family, some of my family and my yeah, husband, they see more they, than they, you they do. And then yeah, they they talk about these things in the in the pictures. I'm like, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so sometimes they they get to see more through my sport than I do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Got you there. Um, okay, last question. What is the best advice you have ever been given? Shoot, that's also a, a tricky one. Tricky one to um, end on. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know, over the years, so in, in different times in my career or phases that I've been in, um, you get different advice and it means so much. Mm. Um, Shoot, if I... I'm thinking about advice I will give other right now. <laughs> yeah, um, 100%. That's well, I think, I think for me, um, yeah, I think over the years that it's um, thing to stood out now is kind of try not to put your identity in your performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, yeah um, just, just, see your performance as um yeah something like a goal and you achieve it but try not to yeah put your identity in in that um meaning that if you don't perform you're like you're a bad person or you're not not you failure yeah and yeah so i think at the end of the day just just do you and um there's there's no guarantees in life so just do you and enjoy the journey that you're on. Have fun. I think that's that's one of the the, the biggest or the the main um, greatest advice that that I've been given over the years by more than than one person. Just just have fun. Um, enjoy your journey. Yeah, and and yeah, I think just if if you have that that love for what you do, I think no one can can take it away from you. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great advice. And I think it's something I wish I think I'd been told more when I was an athlete. Um, and it's something that athletes struggle with a lot because I think a lot of them, a lot of athletes let 
what they do and how they compete and their results kind of define them. And then when they leave the sport, they just struggle a lot with obviously that transition. Um, You know, and it's something that we try and talk more and more about is that transition from athlete to kind of a normal person again. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that a lot of athletes do struggle with and yeah, definitely kind of a little bit of a trap that I fall into myself and um, something I've been working through for sure. But but yeah, hundred percent. It's it's so important to not let not let your sport define you and and like that's who you are and that's who you're going to be for the rest of your life. So yeah, really really good advice. Yeah, definitely uh, easier said than done. I can mm-hmm. imagine. Um, I will experience it quite soon. I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. I think you should find that something that that you can. I've kind of build a new new thing around after sport as well so yeah yeah for sure awesome though thanks so much wenda for yeah for your time and for sharing with us it's been it's been awesome and yeah i just want to wish you all the best as you yeah start working towards tokyo i hope that it goes well for you and it's injury free um and, and yeah, I just want to wish you all the best and we'll definitely be watching you and supporting you all the way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I, I, will, I will give it my all, um, <laughs> every, everything I have. And yeah, thank you for you as well, for, for this platform, just for, for um, women in sport to also raise their voices and, and share, um, yeah, share ideas and share challenges and learn from one another. I think it's it's amazing to to have this as well, where where we can yeah share with with one another and motivate one another and also support one another and follow follow each other's journey. If you would like to find out more about the Girls Only Project, visit our website at www.girlsonlyproject.org or follow us at Go Project SA on Twitter or at Girls Only Project on Facebook and Instagram.